Hey everybody, I want to talk about an article out from the Washington Post from the editorial board called In a Crowded Place a Face Mask or Respirator Keeps the Virus Away. And this was published three days ago. Now what's so interesting about this article is that the text of the article, the body of the article, doesn't support the headline. So the body of the article says something very different from what the title or headline of the article says. Now, the headline says that masks or respirators keep the virus away. They're, they're helpful. They protect against COVID-19. However, the body of the article is much more ambivalent. And most of what's cited in the body of the article um, actually says that masks don't help prevent COVID-19. Respirators worn intermittently don't help either, according to the research literature. And only... Uh, respirators worn continuously in a healthcare setting have been shown to reduce the risk of COVID-19 infection. Now, again, this is very different from what the headline says, which is very confusing, but I want to go in and talk about exactly how this is the case by going through the text of the article itself. And I'm going to link this at the bottom of the uh, description so you guys can, can see the, this article. So first of all, it talks about the Cochrane database of, co of systematic reviews and the new Tom Jefferson, uh, Cochrane uh, meta-analysis that showed that, or is widely touted as showing that masks don't work, respirators don't work for COVID-19. Well, first, it starts by talking about how uh, with masks, with uh, cloth masks and surgical masks, viral particles come out the sides. Since there's an aerosol spread of COVID-19, viral particles come out the sides, therefore, surgical masks can't trap the particles and therefore uh, masks cloth masks and surgical masks don't work very well for preventing COVID-19 which is very much in contrast from what the title itself says which is just so interesting because why does the headline say one thing but the body of the text says something different hmm. in either case that's how they open the discussion then they talk about let's get down here um, a commentary published by the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. And now what's really interesting in this commentary is it says the same thing. It says that masks, cloth masks, and surgical masks don't work for preventing COVID-19 uh, infection. It actually criticizes different studies that show that they do work. This is even more interesting. Um, and then it, it uh, affirms the idea, the concept that respirators that are relatively properly fit, that are worn continuously, but not those that are worn intermittently, do work for COVID-19. Again, confirming what was already said in the first part of this Washington Post paragraph. Now, interestingly, when we get to the criticism of the Bangladesh study, the criticism of the Bangladesh study is not a criticism saying that the Bangladesh study doesn't show that masks work well enough. It's actually a criticism of the Bangladesh study strongly suggesting that any positive effects from the Bangladesh study um, weren't to be taken too seriously. And in fact, cloth masks and surgical masks, according to the people at Minnesota, they don't work very well. Okay, that is the argument from the University of Minnesota. And then they say, here's the bottom line. This is what they say in Washington Post. Here's the bottom line. Loose-fitting face masks and surgical masks have a purpose, but when it comes to COVID transmission, they're like wearing goggles with holes. Again, contradicting the headline the headline of the Washington Post article. So fascinating. Um, and then it says at the bottom, almost the very last sentence 
of the of the confusing article it points out a study by the centers for disease control and prevention concluded that consistently wearing a face mask or respirator in indoor public settings reduces the risk of acquiring SARS-CoV-2 infection now if you click on that centers for disease control study it's an observational study of cloth masks and surgical masks used uh, based on a questionnaire that something like only 15% of people actually responded to. Now, what's interesting about such a study is such a study cannot override randomized controlled trials. So if you have a randomized controlled trial showing, this is a certain kind of uh, clinical study where you take two, we take a group of people, you split them into two groups, you give one group a mask, one group not a mask, and you find out which group does better. If you do that, you find no difference in wearing masks as far as uh, COVID-19 infection, at least as far as cloth and surgical masks are concerned. Yet this study by the Centers for Disease Control, which is widely touted as being a, a, an absolute horrific study, it's a terrible study, it shows something like a 66% reduction in infection rate from, from surgical masks based on this observational study. And the reason for this is very simple. When you have a randomized control trial, you take one group and you split them into two groups, people who wear masks and people who don't wear masks. The people who wear masks and don't wear masks are the same in, other, in every other respect. That's because they're randomly, in a randomized fashion, so why you call them a randomized control trial, they're randomly assigned to one of those two groups. But when you do an observational study like the CDC did, you just ask, did you wear a mask or did you not wear a mask? Now, people who wear a mask are much more likely to be healthy in all sorts of other different ways. And this is only one bias. There are several different kinds of biases for this particular kind of study, uh, this particular design. But they're different in all sorts of other ways that are not, that then, besides mask wearing, than the people who didn't wear a mask. Therefore, you have confounding. And this is a very common thing that you find in these kinds of studies. You find them in ivermectin studies. You find them in hydroxychloroquine studies, vitamin D studies. All Many sorts of treatments that have been touted as being potentially useful for the prevention or treatment of COVID-19. Uh, because of this kind of study that shows these massive effects of, of, of this particular kind of intervention, whether it be, again, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin D, um, whenever you actually test them in randomized control trials, that whole story falls apart because randomized control trials are much more rigorous. Now, if you take the randomized control trials of the mask studies, you show that they don't show what the CDC says. Again, the story falls apart, yet the CDC promotes the observational literature, which is essentially pseudoscience. Promoting bad observational literature to override good randomized controlled trials is pseudoscience. This is why the University of Minnesota, the, 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 uh, the place that we are talking about earlier, argued that masks don't work. They did that on the basis of randomized controlled trial evidence, not on the basis of observational evidence. So this is confusing in all sorts of different ways. The CDC study, the observational study put forward by the CDC, is not a good study in the first place. It does say that cloth and surgical masks help, but this contradicts everything else the Washington Post article had already said in the body of the text. It's so confusing because the Washington Post is very clear that masks, that surgical and cloth masks don't help for SARS-CoV-2. But in the very last few sentences, it throws in this CDC observational study that says, wear your masks. My takeaway from this is that the people at the editorial board of the Washington Post aren't very clear about what the evidence says and aren't very clear about how to think systematically about science and shouldn't be writing these sorts of articles about masking or anything in science because they don't have the people or the person who's qualified or competent enough to do so in a, in a competent manner. Or 
On the other hand, maybe they had several different people who disagreed and they came up with some sort of compromise, and the compromise was some sort of incoherence in the article. So I hope you've learned a few things. First off, that you can't really trust the Washington Post as far as, com as understanding science. They're not really going to give you a good point of view. Maybe if you get one particular author um, talking about science from their point of view, maybe somebody who's from coming from the outside writing an op-ed, you'll get something a little bit better. But people on the editorial board at Washington Post are not competent. It, it appears to talk about science. Um, but also, the other takeaway is that cloth and surgical masks probably don't work or provide minimal protection as per most of, this, of the sources that the Washington Post itself cited, the most rigorous ones in particular, and that maybe respirators, but they have to be worn continuously, might work. Now, in the real world, are people going to wear respirators continuously? Almost certainly not. And, um, and um, you know, that's that. So all these masking mandates, all, all this stuff from the CDC, all that stuff really was bunk. It really wasn't based on any good evidence. The evidence is still saying that, that masks and, and uh, cloth masks and surgical masks don't work. And, um, and yet we want to try to hide this fact, sweep this under the rug, because we're uncomfortable with the fact that we had these sorts of policies that were imposed on everybody, that there was no evidence for, that as evidence accumulated over the course of the pandemic, it continued to say that there's no evidence for them. And yet we still have masking recommendations and mask mandates, which is essentially pseudoscience and not according to the overwhelming scientific consensus as represented by the Cochrane reviews, as well as by the other sources that the Washington Post cited. And if this was a useful video for you, please click like, subscribe, check out the other videos on the YouTube channel, as well as check out the Patreon, check out also my Twitter at Kevin and Basque, V I N N B A S S, as well as Kevin Basque, E V I N B A S S one in for the Substack, two ins for the Twitter. And you can check out, uh, my longevity, uh, Substack at Kevin Bass at, uh, or kembass.substack.com, as well as my COVID substack at, at covidcommentary.substack.com. And the COVID commentary substack is completely free. Uh, I don't make any money off of it. I probably lose money because I lose money in oppor opportunity costs. I could be making more money on my longevity substack, which does have paywalls. But if you liked any of this stuff, check all that stuff out. And maybe subscribe as a paid subscriber to my longevity subject that would be very helpful and continue to support what I'm doing both in the longevity substack as well as the COVID commentary subject and with that I hope you enjoyed the video peace save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola Pepsi or 7-Up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.